Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is this is this is Greater Boston. Everything about this is perfect. How can you say that? It's like, it's not even real. It's like it's something out of a TV show. I'm surprised Nicole isn't with you, with her cameraman. She would love to catch this kind of action. I mean, do you know which cell I'm in? The same one they held Isaiah Powell in. I found a note scribbled on the wall. A poem, really, called When You're That One. All about how he was falsely accused. I helped do the things that put him here, and I was arrested by the other person who did the things that put him here. And now I'm in here and talking to you. We're face to face, but there is a wall in our way. My estranged brother, we're face to face, but we need a phone to speak to one another. It is almost too much. You don't belong in here, Nika. That's the thing, though. I kinda do. I did some bad things, Dimitri. The reason I decided to play double agent with Emily was to atone for those bad things. I wish I hadn't done them, but wishes are just useless little lies we waste time believing in from time to time. These bad things? Do you want to tell me why you did them? Or what you did? Not particularly. You know the sickest thing? I feel bad for Emily. She's really not well. It's not an excuse. I'm not saying it is, but I... I pretended to be her friend so I could use her for information. And she sounded genuinely hurt when she found out. I mean, of course she is. She has nobody to confide in. Nobody will listen to her. Maybe that's for a reason. That's really not what you want to say right now. 
Is it really any surprise that someone who hurts people is all alone? Maybe she hurts people because she's all alone. Have you ever considered that? I admit, I haven't. But... But, again, it's not an excuse. No. You know what I've been thinking about? The tapes we used to make when we were kids. The radio shows, the radio plays. The Stomatis Family News Hour. <laughs> yes. We were the anchors, and we did different voices for the reporters. Leon did the weather. And he insisted on actually reporting the actual weather. <laughs> he took it so seriously. He'd use that old barometer we found at a garage sale. He was working on his own Doppler radar technology. <laughs> and we would try to lead him in talking about a blizzard on the horizon? A tsunami. A herd of tornadoes. A cyclone full of angry dolphins. And he'd be all like, No. It is mild, and the humidity is above average. <laughs> <laughs> and there, there was that day we kept teasing him, telling him there was a snowstorm coming. A monster one that would keep us homebound for days. We'd need to make a snow fort with tunnels out of the back door, all the way around to the towering banks by the driveway. He wasn't having any of it. While the temperature and atmosphere is conducive for snow, there is no expected precipitation. We made those tapes for hours. And then later we walked to the window and pulled the blind open, and there it was. Untouched white blankets. Snow everywhere, covering everything. Leon was astonished. He looked at us like we were pranking him. He put on his snow gear and went outside, almost like he expected it was fake stuff we planted there. He looked at us like we couldn't be trusted. Like we willed it into existence with our imagination, and we just laughed and played and built our snow fort while he wondered if his barometer was broken. Eventually, even Leon gave up and insisted reporting live from the storm as if it was an emergency broadcast. And then after that, he laughed and dove in and joined us, digging into all that frozen snow. Do you remember the team of adventure reporters we came up with? Wendy and Jules? Of course. They traveled to parts unknown, uncovering dangerous secrets and mysteries of the dark woods of New England haunts. I used to love pretending to do that with you. But that's where a lot of my anger came from. After Leon died. After you were gone and I felt so alone. I always chalked it up to, uh, to it being about you not being there. Fe feeling alone, like nobody cared, but it, it was all because of Wendy and Jules. Adventure reporters of New England mysteries. Because somehow, when we were done with those stories, when, when we clicked that thick black stop button on that clunky cassette player we recorded those stories on, you, you were able to go off and still be Jules. And I couldn't. I could only be Wendy when I pressed that red record button or click play and re-listen to my pathetic pretending. My adventures lived on cassette tapes only trapped in black loops, literally spinning in circles like they were taunting me. I hated that. I hated it so much. I still hate it. And I was so angry about it that I thought that I hated you. I thought that I hated Charlotte Linzer Coolidge. I thought that I hated people on the red line who somehow managed to ignore me despite my misplaced, outrageous antics. Uh, when really... Really, it was me. It was always me, Dimitri. It was always because I couldn't be Wendy. I was always only just Nika. And that's 
What's so perfect about this, too? Watching you go off and be like Jules, like, it is just so fucking easy. It always felt like I've been in this cell, with a clear wall dividing me from who I want to be. A clear wall that lets me see it, teases me with the vision, but does not allow me through. That's what it is. That's it. That's the whole ballgame. Mika. Please don't say that you're sorry, because that's what I'm trying to tell you, because this isn't your fault. This is where I belong, because Nika. I... What? You may have done some bad things. You may have had some misplaced anger. You may have made some bad decisions. But you were never, ever just Nika. Fuck Wendy. Wendy's got nothing on you. And one way or another, we are going to tear down this clear wall. And you will step through. You will get the chance to do whatever you want to do. Be the Nika you want to be. But that Nika will always and forever be Nika. Trust me. We're all better off for it. It's too late. I think... I think it's too late. No. It's not. It's snowing outside. It's a blizzard. And your barometer is just broken. That's all. I'm not going anywhere. But you are. I'm getting you out. One way or another. I'm getting you out of here, Mika. I promise you. Greater Boston is written and produced by Alexander Danner and Jeff Van Driesen with recording and technical assistance from Mark Harmon. This episode featured performances by James Johnston as Dimitri Stamatis and Kelly McCabe as Nika Stamatis. Charlie on the MTA recorded by Emily Peterson and Dirk Tiedy. Transcripts are available online at greaterbostonshow.com. I like to picture this like the Paddington Bear jail scenes. This but with Mika. He's definitely making marmalade sandwiches. Yeah, she's teaching them to make Jill a happy place. I've smuggled you. I've smuggled you this knife inside a jar of marmalade. Making places happy. It's true. She brings her bubbling person. That's open mic night. I think is the only thing that could make prison worse. Worse. I can. I just want this colorful and very Paddington Two S colorful group of characters. Be like Nika. Tell the story about the time you met Chevy Chase. If you could give me a tight five on prison puns, I would be extremely into that. Oh, let's do it. Uh, you know what? Uh, I found two more ball pit balls <laughs> hidden behind this, this propped up little ear. We're gonna hold these the for best. a party. Thank you. Well, be, that makes twelve. It'll be my squeezy stress ball. Mm-hmm. Squeezy stress balls. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. From the team behind the award-winning Best Fiction Horror Podcast, Nightlight. A new audio drama that brings the southern folklore of true blood and the cosmic horror of Lovecraft Country to your ears. You don't hear that, do you? Afflicted is a tale of hoodoo, a demonic book bound in human flesh, and natural disasters that are anything but natural. 
Which grave did you get the dirt from? Which grave? Afflicted, a horror thriller audio drama coming this Halloween thanks to our Indiegogo supporters. Subscribe now to get notified the moment the first episode drops. It's It's the name. name.